Welcome back to the Call Game Podcast. I'm Zach Santos, joined with Lewis Karras. And today we are going to be going over our predictions for the round two NBA playoffs. Round one lap, uh, wrapped up late this week. is Sunday and the round two games are starting today. So with that, we are going to give our predictions starting in the east, moving over to the west. Probably some scattered thoughts about the ending of the first round and, of course, Celtics talk, winners and losers. And, yeah, we'll wrap it there. Yep. Um, The last round was decent. There was a couple interesting series. I thought it was going to be better, though. Like, yeah. I know I said, like, at one point, like, it was going to be, like, the greatest first round of all time because <laughs> there's so many, like, great matchups. But, like, they never really, like, they weren't that great. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, part of the problem, Raptors weren't as good as we thought. The right. uh, Hawks weren't as competitive as we thought. I did. None of us really thought the uh, Bulls would be competitive. And then the Nets got swept. And that was supposed to be, like, the best series. And it was still put up no a good flight. series. But, yeah, Nuggets, Nuggets were bad. Nobody was – none of the losing teams other than – uh, I guess Minnesota against the Grizzlies. There was a people thought that Minnesota could win like after the series started, but it kind of felt like after like game one, we kind of knew with all of these series. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of teams on upset watch. It was probably just the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies, like you said. But uh, yeah, I mean, could have been better, could have been worse. Pretty pretty standard first round yeah matchups did we get an upset i don't think we did no that's one thing with the nba when they have seven game series in the first round and the teams are already lopsided like i don't get why those are five i mean i know why because they want more money money, but but they used to be five five. it just makes so much more sense easier on the players get rid of some of these injuries but it really should be five because like that's why football and baseball, those M- those playoff versions of baseball and football, I on the right day I could take over basketball because but obviously football but more talking about baseball because like in baseball you see wild card teams go to the deep runs all the time. Right. Nationals did it, Sox did it last year. So like those seven game series, even baseball does five game best of five in the ALDS and NLDS. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think basketball is kind of missing on that. Or if they want, they could do a shorter regular season and then do the seven-game first round if they want. But yeah. in my opinion, it's just kind of unnecessary. Yeah, I agree. Um, Should we go to the first series of the second round? 
Yep, I think we should. It's a little bit with an asterisk because of injuries, but mm-hmm. Heat Sixers. Okay, so we did do our playoff predictions, and I picked the Heat, picked the Sixers, and then I picked the Sixers in this one. And this is just such a injury-riddled series. I mean, Embiid's got a fractured orbital, which is like face, kind of cheek area, a mild concussion, and like a torn ligament in his thumb. And he's going to miss at least game one. He's so banged up. You got Butler. He's been missing time at the end of the Heat series. Lowry, he's missed two games now. So it's just such a hospital series, and it's going to be hard to pick because of that. But... I'll stick with the Sixers just because I had them in my initial bracket, and I think it's mainly just because Tyrese Maxey, the way he's been playing this postseason, and they both play a slow style of basketball. I don't really trust the Heat. I don't know why. It's just I could be a casual NBA fan, like a casual NBA fan take by saying, like, I don't trust the Heat, but... No real, like, player, like, scares me on that team. But I can see Tyrese Maxey hitting a bunch of threes. Danny Green was good for them. Uh, Harden, he's been not great. But, I mean, he can't get worse. Like, he's been fine. But he's no longer top ten in the NBA. I think we can say that. I mean, if Embiid comes back and he plays Embiid-level basketball, it's going to be tough with all those injuries, nicks and bruises he has. I still think that the Sixers are better at that grinded-out style of basketball. Yeah, I had the I had this series, too, and I had the Heat winning, and I'm going to stick with that, especially because of the injury to Embiid. I just don't really trust the Sixers, and I don't, I don't really trust either team that much, but I think I trust the Heat more, um, especially with Embiid out for some time. Um, Harden, I don't really trust to, like, carry the series by himself. What you said about Maxi is interesting. Like, he could definitely make a big impact. But I think that he have guys that are at that level that can make an impact, too. And I feel like they'll, they're just more consistent, and I think they'll be able to handle the Sixers. So do we know if uh, Butler is going to return for game one? Mm, I don't know. I don't think that's been announced yet, which kind of stinks. They play on Tuesday, I think, is their first game, right? Yeah, that's not... No, I don't know, actually. Uh, No, tomorrow. They play Monday. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. He have home court. I'd assume Jimmy Butler will be back. It says Lowry's a game-time decision. Jimmy Butler's not on the injury report right now so it looks like he will play okay jimmy baller expects to play in game one uh tyler heroes playing pj tucker game time decision kyle Lowry game time decision so the heat are probably going to be more healthy than the sixers in game one and most likely game two if the sixers can steal one of those two come back to philly and bead comes back then i think they'll be in a good spot yeah. We'll All right. All right. Uh, let's move on to actually before we move on, I'm a little disappointed in the Raptors and I'm a little disappointed in the Hawks. I just wanted to say that because 
I think Trey Young kind of got exposed, and I think that the Raptors let all of us down with going down 3-0, and then they put a little scare into the Sixers for two games. But uh, I wish we got more out of those two teams. We thought that, especially the Raptors, were going to put up a much better fight than going down 3-0 to start the series. Yeah, I mean, the Hawks have been a disappointment all year. Like, Yeah, they, a big one. We thought they would be like a contender, and they're far from it. Okay, now we'll move on to the next series, which is the celtics Bucks series, which is obviously a big one for us as we are Celtics fans. And we're both, we both predicted this matchup, and we are both going to take the Celtics in this matchup, I'd assume. That's right, especially with Middleton out. Now it's like a five-game series. <laughs> okay, so what Gentlemen do we think? sweep. I can't tell if you're serious or Fear not. Fear the deer. Uh, it's going to be five or six, I think. Really? So five is a little... I think it's going to go seven. The Celtics are really good, and without Middleton, like, I don't know. The pro- We'll get into this more, but the difference between them and the Nets is the Bucks play defense, and, uh-huh. and it's going to be a lot harder for the Celtics, and they have Giannis, obviously, but... I think if any team is equipped to try to stop Giannis, it's the Celtics. And they're not going to be able to in the same way they did with Kaidi and Kyrie, I don't think. But I think they will to some degree because of their defensive personnel. And I think the Celtics are just the better team, especially with Middleton out. Okay, so we'll get into this a little more later, and I'll give you, and we'll dive deeper and tell you why I'm a little scared about this series. But also, I am a pessimist when it comes to my sports teams, so take that with a grain of salt. I always think that it's going to be a tough series, even when we beat the Nets 4-0. But uh, yeah, we're taking the Celtics here. So far, we are perfect in the East. Disappointing. If you're a Nets fan, to get swept, but they play terrible defense and have no coach. And the Bulls are not a good basketball team. That's all I got for looking back. Yeah. That's pretty much all I have, too. Okay. To the West. So far, we're perfect, but this is when I become not so perfect. With... Well, first, I stay perfect with the, taking the Suns over the Frisky Pelicans. And then I, unfortunately, put too much faith in the Jazz to beat the Mavericks. So the Mavericks advanced to face the Suns in round two. Yep. I mean, not much of a surprise there, in my opinion. Um, the Jazz just seemed like a mess the whole series, pretty much even though they did win two games. The Suns, I never, I don't think there was ever really any doubt that they were going to lose that series. So I feel like those aren't as close as they looked. Um, I'm obviously going to take the Suns here against the Mavs. Luka, I mean, the fact that it took them six games to beat the Pelicans, granted there were injuries, is a little bit worrisome and makes them seem a little more beatable to me. But at the same time, I still think that they're definitely going to handle the uh, Mavs. Yeah, I have the Suns here too. It's just the Suns are just such a 
more complete team than the Mavericks at this time. I think that I'll take Booker and Paul, assuming they're both healthy, more talking about Booker, over Luka and, like, Brunson, I'd assume. I feel like that's just, like, the two for the Mavs just isn't where the two for the Suns are. And then you got guys like uh, Mikel Bridges, who's going to be playing a lot of defense on Luka, I'd imagine. I assume that'd be the matchup. Mikel Bridges is a defensive player of the year candidate. I think he finished second or third. Uh, second, I believe. Even though he is not great in isolation defense, he gives up like over a point per possession in ISO situations, but he's still a long athletic defender. They got guys to throw at him like that, like Cam Johnson, I believe is the name, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Jay Crowder. Uh, so they'll have guys to throw at Luka. I think that the Suns, they've been here. They've done this before. I think they'll probably win this in six games. I would say six games. Yeah, I'll call it I'll call it six, too. Okay. And you're, you stayed perfect throughout the whole first round. I got one mm-hmm. wrong. All right, moving on. The Warriors dismantle the Nuggets. And then the Grizzlies win a war of attrition against the Timberwolves to give the Warriors-Grizzlies matchup that we both predicted. And here I took the Grizzlies. I am going to stay with the Grizzlies, but I just want to stay true to my original bracket, even though the first round indicates that your prediction of the Warriors looks a little better at this moment. So what are your thoughts on this matchup in the West? I'm going to stick with my prediction, too, and take the Warriors. Um, But I don't want to overreact to the first round. I think the Nuggets were the worst team in the playoffs, and it's a little... We don't want to, like, freak out about the Warriors and say that they're going to, like, make it to the finals now just because of that. But I think you could at least say that they look a lot better than they did going into the playoffs, and it makes me a little more confident that they would beat the Grizzlies. Yeah, they do look good. It's nice to see that their th- big three with Draymond, Clay, and Steph are all on the court together playing well. Jordan Poole is probably going to be the X factor here. Uh, if he keeps playing like he did in the first round, then they're going to be tough to beat. But uh, the Grizzlies kind of got a bad matchup with the Timberwolves. I think the Grizzlies Warriors will be a lot better for them. I think that Steven Adams will be able to play more. He basically got played off the court against the Timberwolves, and he'll be back in the rotation. And the Grizzlies just have so many guys that can beat you. Like Desmond Bain was arguably their best player for about half of the games in that series. Jobs, so he's great. Jaron Jackson, if he can stop fouling people at such a high rate, he can stay on the floor and. St- if he, he shot 23% from the three in that series, which is way below his season numbers. If he can get that back up more consistent, I mean, you'll get guys like, uh, oh, shoot, what's his name? He's basically like Desmond Bain 2.0. He came back from injury. I'm probably not going to get the name. But uh, they just have long athletic shooters, good defenders. They're deep. Tyus Jones, Milton. I like what they're doing out there in 
Memphis. So I'm taking the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies got home court. So that's another factor that you could throw in there. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if the Grizzlies win this at all. But I just think with the Warriors, like experience i'm gonna keep i'm just gonna stick with my prediction that's a good point with the experience like the worries about as big of a difference as you can have in experience between these two teams like the grizzlies first playoff win with that core and the warriors they've been to obviously multiple finals and won multiple finals with their core so right yep is that all we have on the nba round two um i feel like are we gonna do a deeper dive on the celtics yeah after winners and losers right. yeah point. i think i'm ready for winners and losers all right you want to start us off with the winners um sure i think you know where this is going yes I do. the yankees have the best record in the mlb espn just showed a ridiculous graphic about the last three times the yankees had the best record in the MLB through April. They won the World Series twice and lost in the World Series once. So we're going to make the World Series, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they're playing well, and it sucks because the Red Sox are playing so poorly right now. Last night, they were up 1-0 on the Orioles throughout eight innings. We can we can't score. Like, we put up one run in the first inning, go silent, and then we lose on, like, an overthrow over the third baseman's head. It's just such a pain to watch them right now. It's a chore, but we hit one home run in like eight days. We're And the Yankees hit like a home run every inning. It looks like every time I check my Instagram, Anthony Rizzo's hitting another homer. But uh, yeah, I mean, good time to be a Yankees fan, I guess. My first winner is gonna be the Pelicans' future. So the Pelicans really showed us something in their playoff series. I mean, the C.J. McCollum trade, people really hated on them for that, but it looks pretty good in retrospect. You got guys like Alvarado, Herb Jones, who just look like playoff, like guys that you want in the playoffs who can play good defense, shoot the ball, be competitors. Brandon Ingram played really well. That's great to see from a star player that you want to carry your franchise see that he can do it in the playoffs. Larry Nance Jr. really found a role. He's been bouncing around, but he looks like he is a home to stay in New Orleans. And this just kind of makes you think, like, and I'm going to ask you this question, like, you add Zion to this team, like, how frisky are they going to be in the Western Conference next year, assuming that Zion plays on the team? It's hard for me to evaluate how, like, valuable Zion is, but... I think they'll definitely be higher than the play-in. I would put them a little below like the Memphis tier, but right up there with teams like the Grizzlies. Really? That's pretty high. So you would I say mean, they're upper who's echelon? better? Like I would put mm, – I mean, they're probably like a five seed-ish. I mean, I'd take them over the Jazz probably, assuming well, they next stay the year, same. Assuming yeah. they blow it up. I would, would you put take them over the Mavs. I probably wouldn't. No. So yeah, they're probably like a five or a six. They're behind yeah. the Suns, behind the Mavs, behind the Warriors, Grizzlies. behind the Grizzlies, probably behind the Nuggets next year. Minnesota is right. going to so be five, in there. Six. But yeah, they're I mean, going to be more interesting. Yeah, I mean that's exciting for Pelicans fans, obviously, because it's just an example of like 
they turned their team around in like a year basically and Zion sat out with an injury they say but they proved to him this year that they're competing they're trying to get better they're adding good players and hopefully he'll return next year on the Pelicans and make that team interesting because I don't really care what happens in the Western Conference I just want it to be exciting as long as the Celtics aren't impacted yeah my next winner, also Yankees heavy. I was going to talk about the Pelicans. Now all three of mine are about the Yankees. So just prepare yourself. Rizzo is leading the league in home runs with nine. And everyone was like, oh, we need to get Freddie Freeman. Oh, my God. And then we just bring back Rizzo, and he's leading the league in home runs. Okay, my next winner is going to be Doc Rivers just because if you lost another big series lead in the playoffs, especially being the first coach to lose three zero up three zero, that would just be ridiculous. So, I winner Doc Rivers, I guess, for not becoming the laughing stock of the NBA for years to come. Yep, this one's really gonna get your goat. Uh, Garrett Cole hasn't given up a run in his last two starts. Uh, both were like six innings with good amount of strikeouts not too many hits so it's good because people are getting awfully loud about how Garrett Cole is a cheater and he can't well, he pitch without spider tack but why hasn't he allowed a run in 12 innings with my next winner tack? I just came up on the spot because I have to fight back against this Yankees hate my next winner is 140 games left uh, there's still plenty of time for the Yankees to crash and burn and for the Red Sox to rise up from the ashes. Okay, the Yankees might crash and burn, but the Red Sox are not going to rise from the ashes. The, the Red, Red Sox, Sox are so fourth bad. in this division. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It sucks. Yeah. Losers? Losers. My first one is Embiid's injury and just kind of inter- injuries in the playoffs in general. Like Middleton, the guys on the Heat are banged up. There's just a lot going on. And it sucks when, like, you can't really make a prediction for a series because, like, it's not the real team. Yeah, it just kind of ruins the playoffs in some essence. So, NBA, I know you're listening. Shorten your regular season to 72 games and let's just get to what everyone wants to see, which is healthy stars in the playoffs. My first yeah. loser is going to be the Grizzlies slash Ja Morant gritty after winning their first round matchup in six games against the seven seed. They did the gritty dance over the Timberwolves logo. And it's just like, come on, guys. You won one. You won your first playoff series in which Ja, who was gritting, didn't play amazing. He was okay. And it took you six games. You probably should have lost the series to be a seven seed. So you don't see the Warriors do that or you, the Celtics do that after they beat much after the Celtics beat a much better team in four games. So Grizzlies, that's not a great look in my opinion. That's what I'll be able to say. Yeah. My next one is the NFL draft as a whole. There was not a lot of excitement. All the best players, or like there were all there, the top guys weren't that exciting. Only one quarterback taken in the first round. Um, 
just overall not the best NFL draft in terms of like interesting players. My next loser is going to be Michael Conforto. He still isn't signed, even though he was supposed to be a pretty solid, like big fish, like medium-sized fish free agent this year, and he still hasn't signed to a team. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know why people aren't signing him or if he's not getting what he wants or why he's holding out this long, but just kind of a weird situation in general. Yeah. I was going to do one about Cole Strange, but I've been too mean already with the Yankees, so I'm out of losers. I'm going to do it to myself. So okay. the, so my next loser is going to be the Patriots fans. We drafted a Chattanooga Cole Strange offensive lineman at the end of the first round which everyone seems to believe is a pretty solid reach, and he could have been there in, like, round three. There's a great clip of uh, Sean McVay being like, they took Cole Strange, and we thought we could get him at pick 130. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. Then we reach again on a receiver that we could have gotten later. It's just, like... I don't know. Bill, if he likes his guy, it doesn't matter where he thinks other people think you could get the same guy. He takes him. You can look back at Kyle Duggar, which he took in the first round, and he was like a D3 player, and it actually turned out to be a great pick, so we'll see, but uh, just doesn't like leave, leave you warm and fuzzy after the draft, you know? It's not like you're coming out of the draft, like... That was a great draft for the Patriots. You come out of it like we just took a guy out of Chattanooga that no one's ever heard of in the first round when we traded down and we could have drafted like a top-tier cornerback, which we desperately need because we left J- we let J.C. Jackson leave for money that we could easily afford. So I don't know. The Red Sox and Patriots are just killing me. Once this Celtics season ends, after we win our championship, it's going to be like a honeymoon period. But once I'm forced to watch just the Red Sox this summer, it's going to be ugly. Yeah. Is that, yeah. I mean, the Yankees probably will end up being bad too, so I'm right there with you. One last note, the Timberwolves make history as the only team to lose three plus games in a series when having a double digit lead they really choked that series away yep is that all we have for winners and losers that's all i got all right give me your celtics prediction okay so i have celtics and six but let me tell you why i'm moderately to pretty concerned I guess if that makes any sense I'm pretty concerned about this series and uh, the reason is because of the way that the Bucks play defense and their kind of philosophy around defense and offense so the Bucks for years have had the philosophy to pack the paint Brooke Lopez goes into drop coverage off screens which basically means he just sits back and it's like a one-on-two until you get into the paint for the screener and the roll man. And they, everyone helps from the corners. Everyone helps from the wings. They just, if you drive, there's going to be four guys just surrounding you in the paint. And you kick out to open shooters, and they give up some of the highest three-point volume, some of the highest three-point percentage, the way highest by a large number in three-point attempts per game. 
and they come down the court, and then they shoot a ton of threes. Giannis drives, they kick out, they have all shooters around them. Their center, Brooke Lopez, he's huge, he's seven foot, and he can hit threes. And they just jack up threes, and they basically have a shootout all game long. And I don't know if that's the Celtics style of basketball that they really want to play, but it's what they're going to have to play because that's just what the Bucks do so well of giving up. They're going to, and I don't think the Celtics can win a shooting contest against the Bucks. I mean, I can also see them playing good defense and getting out in transition and getting some easier looks, is what, which is what we're going to have to hope for. But if we just play a straight-up shooting contest with the Bucks, which is what they're going to make it, they're going to try to make it, then I think it's going to be a really tough series, and it's going to be such a series where it's like, who hit their shots on that night? Like, if the Celtics come out and shoot 32% from three and the Bucks shoot 40, we're not going to win. It's just going to be who has the hot hand. I mean, Grant Williams is going to have to step up, Payne Pritchard. It's just going to be that's aspect of how the Bucks play their defense and offense is what concerns me the most. Yeah, it could be a tough Derek White series. Mm, good call. Um, yeah, I do think that they're the Celtics are better equipped now than like maybe last year to play that style just because of Tatum's improved passing, plus, um, like Grant Williams is a good shooter. Like they have more shooting, although they're still not like an amazing shooting team. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't hate it if they, like, put the ball, I guess, in, like, Smart's hands more or, like, and, like, have Tatum and Brown in the corners or on the wing so then they're the ones that are getting it kicked out to and then they can attack or shoot rather than, like, Tatum having to pass the ball every single time because mm-hmm. then, I mean, the announcers love, like, oh, Tatum's only taken three shots in the first half but he has seven assists. Like, that's good, but I'd like it if he could do some scoring. And it, they're usually in really tight games, and the offense isn't really clicking unless he's doing a lot. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. When uh, Obviously, you want to see him play make, but you do want to see your best player score the ball, too. So... If Tatum's the primary ball handler, I think we're gonna look at a little bit. We're gonna rip our hair out when we see Marcus Smart shoot about ten threes a game. Right. If he's in the corner getting kicked out to him, he's shooting it. A hundred percent, and that's what they want to do. And then they're gonna come down, and they're gonna have like Grace and Allen shoot a corner three, which is mathematically a huge advantage for them every time. So. Right. The thing is, though, Marcus Smart. We have to give him some credit. He has improved a lot. So. I mean, we're not saying he's bad, we're just saying if you're taking, like, the three-point shooting of, like, Al Horford, Tatum, Brown, Smart, over, and then you have the three-point shooting of, like, Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Wesley Matthews, and Brooke Lopez, who've all been pretty good, and then you got guys coming off the, Pat Connington's probably going to average 40, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a kind of a tough matchup for the Celtics, but I said that about the Nets, and then we swept them, so I don't really know, I guess. Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on being able to stop Giannis, and I guess on the other side, like, the Bucks being able to stop Tatum? Okay, so I'm going to, like, flip this into a question to you, like, so okay. I don't have to answer it. 
So I think there's two ways you go about it. You either collapse on Giannis and just give up the shots, or you yeah. kind of let Giannis get his, and then you try to take away everyone else. With the Nets matchup, they went with stop KD and let everyone else beat you, and you see Bruce Brown like be their leading scorer through yeah. halves and games. And obviously that would be the build a wall against Giannis, which we tried to do in 2019, but then Kyrie Irving quit on the team. But uh, which philosophy do you think the Celtics are going to go with? If you were Emi Adoka, which one do you think you would go with and if you think it's going to work? I think they're going to try to just stop Giannis. And I think it's impossible to like fully stop him, but I think if anyone can do it, they have the guys, Horford, Grant Williams, even Tatum, even Brown, even mm-hmm. Marcus Smart. Like, And that doesn't I even mean, mention Robert the Williams. Right. They have the guys out of any team in the league they have the best guys so i don't know i think they have a decent shot at slowing him down and then the great thing about this team is even if you like have to put it like two guys on uh uh on Giannis, like if horford and the next biggest guy are like in the paint trying to double team Giannis you still have Jalen Brown Marcus Smart and Derek White running around like all elite perimeter defenders so I think this their defense is so good that they will be able to like make some make good stops against Giannis yeah I mean like you said they just have such a perfect team to do this it's just a matter of executing like I think Horford will start guarding Giannis. I mean, and then you have Tatum, like, weak side, and Rob, he's announced to be starting game one. If you can have him coming weak side and just blocking shots. So this is how I see it. Horford guards Giannis. Rob goes on Wesley Matthews. He's their worst shooter in their starting lineup. He shoots about 34% from three. Tatum probably takes... Uh, who does Tatum take? Does he take Lopez? And then Smart takes Drew, and then Brown takes. I'm missing someone in the starting lineup. It, I mean, Grayson I feel Allen. like with the Celtics, it doesn't really matter who they take because, other than like Rob, because they just switch everything, and it's just gonna end up being like whoever gets switched, and whoever wants like t- whoever's in the paint. Do you think like, they'll foul Giannis if he gets low, like they did against mm, Giannis or against KD? Like he shot like tons of free throws. Yeah, maybe, but I feel like yeah, probably. It's gonna be a tough one, I think. I mean, Giannis could average thirty plus in this series, and I wouldn't be shocked at oh, all. Yeah. There's something and interesting. Go ahead. Well, no, you go. Right, so the there. Bucks like are undefeated and close out games like going back to like two years ago or something so I think it's going to be important to get up early on them in the series obviously if you can win two at home that would just be amazing but I now I start thinking about it I think we could be 2-2 at game five in the garden Celtics win we lose in Milwaukee, win the series in Boston in seven. So I could see that happening too. I just think it's game one, like the net series is going to be really important. Yeah, I agree. 
This is not, yeah, I mean, the Bucks are a great team. The first game will tell us a lot because I feel like we're kind of lost here, honestly. Um, Especially without with, Middleton. Like, we don't know right, what's, what gonna they're going to look like. very different. And he always would kill the Celtics, like, badly. So, yeah, that's big. It's a big loss for them. Who Jaylen do you think? Brown, he's been experiencing hamstring tightness, but I think he's decently be okay. okay. He's always experiencing something. Yeah. Who's going to guard Tatum? Right, you did pose this question, and I think this is where the Celtics really see an advantage. I think if you look at, like, the amount of times, like, who guarded him throughout the year for the Bucks, Drew Holiday and Middleton have taken most of the load. Middleton's mm-hmm. down. I think then you see Drew Holiday guard him, which I don't have the height difference right now, but it's probably, like, five inches to Tatum. Yeah. And Something like that. we saw him shoot over smaller defenders all series against the Nets, and I think he has potential to really take over the series because think about it. He's going to be able to drive and kick whenever he wants. If we can hit shots, he's, his assist numbers are going to be great. And if he can shoot over defenders too and basically get his shot whenever he wants it, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he averages 30, 10, and 10. Mm-hmm. So I think this could be a series where you really need Jason Tatum to show that he's a top five player in the league and take us where we need to go with his drive and kicking which will be there for everyone but especially him and also being able to control the game and give it scoring when you need it and close out games down the fourth quarter also another aspect with Holiday moving to Tatum with the absence of Middleton who's guarding Jalen Brown Grayson Allen maybe tries to trip him a few times but I mean Jalen will probably cook Grayson Allen if he can show up and hit his shots early. I want to see Jalen get off to a hotter start in every game than he did against the Nets and re-establish himself early in these games. Yeah, if Jalen's really good in this series, I think the Celtics definitely win. I think what the Bucks are hoping to do is put someone like Grayson Allen on him and then hope that with their defensive style, he's going to drive past him easily, but then he's not going to know what to do when he comes up against mm, the help defense, and he'll just throw it off his foot. And if that that really could work, the more I talk about it, but... Um, Sounds like something he'd do. They, that is a good matchup. Jalen will have an advantage, and we'll have to see what he does with it. One thing I just looked up... Tatum stats versus the Bucks this season. Mm-hmm. He's averaging 31 points, eight rebounds, and three assists in three games. So he hasn't been shut down in any way by the Bucks. Yeah, and as we'll see the assists go up because he hasn't really played right. them since his like revelation to like pass the ball to other people. I mean, we really haven't seen the Celtics play the Bucks yet this year, which is crazy because Horford hasn't played in three out of the four games. We haven't had a fully healthy squad because we played them late in the season, but Tatum and Horford didn't play, so that game's washed. Then you go have to go all the way back to Christmas, in which we hadn't even made the trade yet, and Dennis Schroeder was playing big minutes, and Middleton played in that, and that was before the New Year's Day turnaround. So then every game before that you can write off, and even with that, we're 2-2 on them on the year with series, so... I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's going to be like a whole new team, a completely new matchup. We just really haven't seen it at all. I mean, the closest thing we've seen to it is probably 
either 2018 or 2019 Bucks Celtics, but even then you obviously look at it and say Kyrie's not here and 2018 is probably the closest, but then you say Tatum's 19 years old and like that's a little different than 23-year-old Tatum, so. Yeah. Um the other thing is this is the conference finals to me. Like I think this could be the NBA finals, I'm being honest. Uh, yeah, it's these are the at least the best two teams in the East probably. <laughs> two of the top three teams in the league. So the Celtics could lose this round and then still I would be okay. Like I obviously wouldn't be okay with it, but like we're going to know that they were a really good team. As long as they don't go down like badly, which I don't think they will. If they go out in like seven, like a hard fought series and the Bucks win the finals, you would be like, okay. We couldn't have done anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still I'm changing my prediction. Celtics in six or seven, not five. Mm-hmm. That seems a little ridiculous. Although the Celtics have kept surprising us, so we'll see. Okay, so you're gonna go six or seven, all seven, because I think we'll win game one, lose game two, win game three, lose game four. We win five in like a huge two-two series game in Boston probably lose game six and then a huge game seven which could go either way and i think this is where like you look back to the decision not to really tank out of the two seed if we were in milwaukee for this series i think it changes a lot but having that game five and game seven in boston which you really saw how like important their home crowd is to them it's going to be a huge factor i believe in the series and i think it's a just a under underlooked move to like stay in that two seed and how important because we both said it like if we get past the Nets it's going to be such a big advantage to be home against the Bucks rather than in Milwaukee right so I have um, one more question for you yeah. before we wrap this up what Rob are we going to get because I think he could be an X factor too like if he's Rob that like mid streak I guess you could say Rob then I think we're going to be looking sitting pretty and he'll just like block Giannis shots and be a great rim protector but if he's like game four Rob I mean he is starting we have our starting lineup back I don't know if you know that yet he's gonna start game one but what what do you expect from Rob in this series um I expect a lot of miscues at least at first just because he's getting back into it but I do think by the end of the series he'll be back to what he was like at least just like a presence in the paint. All right. Is that all you got? That's all I have. All right. Celtics Bucks game one, one o'clock. We'll both be watching. We're going to be jazzed up. I got my lucky shirt. It's <laughs> not on yet because so, yeah, I'll finish it off with my lucky Tatum jersey. It's a white Tatum jersey that I've worn for every single game. Beginning of game two, I wore a different Celtics shirt the Bruce Brown 9-0 run happened, immediately changed back into the Tatum shirt. We go on to win. I'm wearing it for the rest of the series until we win the finals. When we have, when I have my lucky shirt on, we're hard to beat. And, yeah, go Celtics. Yep.